talk about? I want to die. Oh, I mean, ditto. Ditto. Like, not in an official way, but like, in a, I would like everyone to leave me alone and just not do anything way. Uh, That's how I feel. is long and never ending. Oh my God, so long. So very, very long. I honestly just want the election to happen so I can know whether uh, all of this will continue. Or if, like, there is a change coming. I don't know. I also feel that way. I, yeah. I'm kind of getting anxious. I know there's, like, less than yeah. 20 days away, but still. Just yeah. hurry the fuck up yeah. already. Yeah, because I really don't care which... Well, no, I actually do care which way you lean. But I honestly don't care. And I just, I just want to know what's going to occur. Yes. Like, I imagine there can be more craziness from outside sources. But I want to know if our craziness internally here in America will continue the same way it is, or if it might change and hopefully lessen a bit. I imagine if things continue the way they are, it will continue the same. I just want a president that doesn't tweet nonsense. Yeah, no, I just want a president who doesn't tweet yeah. pretty much. If you're I, want a, I want an old, boring white guy. That's what I want. It's sad that I, I want a guy who I forget is actually the president of the United States sometimes. Like, oh yeah, that's right. The president does go to places, and sometimes he does show up. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear from the president that often. I just want to know there's one there doing his job and potentially not have to think about him every day. Or think about him at all any day. There were some times, I remember it, there were some times you turn on the news and the president wasn't on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, yeah, there were days where it'd be like, hey, stuff happens today in the world. None of it involved the president no. that we know of. No. It's like, I'm sure he did something today, but we don't know what it was. Because it wasn't important. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Not every day. Not every day. It's a bit much. Also, I wish Marvel Legends action figures weren't so expensive because there's an excellent set at Target right now. It is two Marvel Legends action figures. It is Professor Xavier and Magneto. Magneto comes with three different heads. One that looks like Ian McKellen. One that looks like... Uh, what's his face? And uh, actually, it comes with four heads. It comes with four heads. I love, two how that... I love how you well, have him as what's his face. His, I can't remember his fucking... You know the one from First Class. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. Um, and you don't Fast remember Bender? his name, so you're not helping. There you go. Fazbender. Michael Fazbender. <laughs> I knew so, his name. I was waiting. Well, there you go. Well, that's fine. That's great. Well, thanks for making me hang out there for a bit. Blowing in the wind. Um, but no, there's like four heads. Two for Fazbender, two for McKellen, one masked, one unmasked, and then like two heads for Xavier, one with James McAvoy, and one with Patrick Stewart. Old and young. Mm-hmm. But it's like $50. So I was like, wow. Wow. I guess it's only $25 a, a toy. And I get multiple heads, so hours of enjoyment. It's like getting four toys in one. But, no. Couldn't do it. Mm. How about you this weekend? Anything good? Um, no, nah, not really. Uh, just chilling. I... When I was younger, if I said, no, I'm not doing anything, I- I'd be bummed out about it. But when you get... 30 plus it's real just like yeah i didn't do anything yeah it was great yeah I'm, no I'm, i wish i wish i wish i could say that just i can't say that ever like, well i've got to clean all this stuff because my kid is three and she doesn't seem to understand that i don't want to look at it 
And if I cleaned it up wrong, she's only going to dump it back out again in five minutes. So, hmm, I need a house with a room. That's what I need. Mm. Somewhere I can lock away for a couple hours. But I digress. Welcome again to the Totally Original Geek News Podcast. I'm Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. And we spent like tw- 10 plus minutes just talking about dumb shit. We did not. This was only about four minutes. We've only been recording about four minutes. And about um, 30 seconds of that four minutes is probably going to get cut from this. So there you go. See? Uh, it was a brief interlude. Brief. Into our lives. Yep. Bef- while we have now digressed. Digressions have occurred. So Sam. Yep. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. What are we all looking at? Should 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 I go first? Because I have less than you, or should you go first? Um, eh, go first. Okay. Well, I've been looking at Archer, which has returned to the airwaves. Woo! Its sixth episode aired this week. Yep. Uh, the sixth episode was a double date between Lana and Archer, because Lana's now married to some new guy, yep. who's an old guy, mm-hmm. and Archer is dating a girl named Gabrielle, who basically is like Lana's doppelganger. Except she's a scientist he met who was studying the brains of people who've been in long-term comas. That's awesome. And all in all, she's pretty awesome. And Lana hates her. But by the end of the episode, I actually realizes, no, I really don't hate you. Because you are awesome. And he clearly picked you because he ain't quite over me. And then they make plans to go do something. And Archer realizes, you know, he's not getting laid that night. Because he kind of messed up. Uh, And it would have been awesome. Because even Lana says... Yeah, her cans are amazing. I, you blew it, buddy. So, you know, Archer is basically left to ride the subway home alone while the two of them get off and go other places. Although Lana's husband does seem to be getting along very well with Archer's mother because she walks into her apartment with him and finds him basically there uh, watching old movies with her. Which feels like it could be troubling for the future. Oh, it's going to be troubling for the future. If I yeah, know Archer, yeah. it's going to be troubling they, for the they future. They were all basically on a stakeout of this restaurant while also on this double date waiting for somebody uh, they were trying to capture. Who then gets murdered by his date by being pushed in front of a subway train. Which wow. they all kind of go, hmm, well, what are we going to do? It's already done. He's dead now. And they all just kind of go on with their night. Uh, I've also been watching Lucifer, the TV show, which is on Netflix. Um, I always kind of wanted to watch it when it was on Fox. Never got around to it. Now I'm watching it. And I find it delightful. The main actor is, uh, you know, Lucifer with a British accent. Uh, he lives in L.A. He owns a nightclub. It's all rather fun. And um, now in the second season, somewhere in the middle of it, he's revealed definitively to someone that he is, yes, Lucifer. Because he's been trying to get through to people and tell them, like, I am the devil. You don't believe me, but I am the devil. And finally, he's going to someone and he really needs to talk to them and for them to take him seriously. And they're like, you got to stop talking metaphors. I can't believe you. You have problems. And he's like, okay, fine. I need you to understand everything I'm saying is serious. And you don't seem to be taking me seriously. So I need you to know I'm being serious. At which point he kind of drops the facade of the human face and shows the burnt kind of, I don't know. It's not really a demon because Lucifer is still an angel. But the burnt, crispy, devil looking face that you would expect. To which the person being told has no words, and Lucifer basically lets himself out of the room because he realizes mm, this conversation is not going to go anywhere for the next little while. So I'll let you, uh, you know, digest that, and we'll we'll talk later. So, a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing how that goes. And last but not least, I'm trying to get ten thousand points on Xbox uh, by Monday. Why? It's, 
not going well because of family and other obligations that have killed my month. Uh, basically, Microsoft is doing a kind of a they're kind of doing a Hall of Fame kind of thing this month. Um, but in doing so, they're basically giving away. Okay, so Microsoft has Microsoft Rewards. So you can do like little surveys, things like that, do Bing searches, and they give you points. Points can then be redeemed for gift cards and other things through the Microsoft Store. Right. Um, right now, they're matching your achievement points. So if you get a thousand points for beating a game completely, you get a thousand points on Microsoft Rewards. And you can get up to 10,000 points until the 19th of this month, which today is the 17th. Oh, fuck. Yes, yes. I've only gotten about three-ish or four thousand, and that's actually been in the last twenty-four hours. So, needless to say, it's not going well. Yeah, but I'm getting stuff, so you know I'm gonna try to get some more, and I'll probably pass out tonight doing it. All right. And that's what I've been looking at. What have you been looking at? Well, glad you asked. One, mm-hmm. I uh, I forgot to mention this last episode, but uh, I've seen I have saw ugh, I saw Robin Hood Men in Tights. Finally, yeah. Um, Lord, it was a uh, it was good. I mean, he's never seen it till now. Yeah, you know how like old movies are good, but like you're also forgetting how super offensive they can be sometimes. So you're just like, all right, but like, yeah. Uh, same. Uh, but it's it's good. Robin Hood comes with a lot of winter energy. I really appreciate that. Like, I, I really, really appreciate that. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's very funny. Achu was funny. Uh, Achu. Little John, all of them. Uh, I don't know why uh, Little John looks like, not Little John, uh, King John looks so familiar. I've seen that guy, or heard that guy in something, but I didn't want to IMDB it. Um, I just wanted to figure it out myself. You did you figure it out? Not yet. It's just killing me, though. What is it? Do you? I'm pretty sure his name is Richard Dreyfus. That's Richard Dreyfus. No. Uh, okay, I could be wrong. Maybe it's not no, Richard Dreyfus. It's not. But his name is Richard something. I think. Um, now I'm gonna have to check it. I wish you would have brought this up now. I would have found out. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to look I it up. I would have checked for you. I would have checked, so I knew. Anyway, uh, it's Richard Lewis. I knew I had a Richard. Richard Lewis. He's a comedian. He is a comedian. I've seen a he bunch of his special. Robin, yes, he's been in a lot of things. But uh, Leaving Las Vegas, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was on Seventh Heaven apparently a few times. Bojack oh, Horseman. He was the dad. He was the he was the Jewish. Okay, okay. So he's a Jewish dad on Seventh Heaven. Like Matt married this yes, chick, probably. And then her dad was he ran a synagogue, so it was kind of cute because like Matt's dad's a pastor and he's as a son. It yes, was cute. He was Rabbi he, Richardson yes, or he was something. Rabbi. Yeah. That's why. Wow, I haven't thought about Seventh Heaven forever. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Anyway, um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. I mean, you're, uh, you're allowed to think about Seventh Heaven. I mean, you know, there were a lot of people on that show. There were a lot of people on that show. Sarah Beale's, um, I'm not Beale, uh, Sarah Beale, Jessica Beale. Uh, Jessica Beale. I actually saw the, de- yeah, no, you know what? Let me not think about it. Anyway. Um, He's about the only one you're not allowed to think about on that show now. Yeah, I just remembered why. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, Vampires yeah. vs. the Bronx. Uh, that's on Netflix. It was a, It's a great horror movie for kids and people who live in the Bronx because I haven't seen a lot of programming that bigs up the Bronx in like a positive light. And that's what that w- was. It was very fun. Um, my uh, uh, Mero, the, the kid Mero from Jesus and Mero, he mm-hmm. plays uh, the bodega owner. Tony and he's great because he fits it perfectly, and um, you know I liked the movie. It was a very interesting movie. 
Um, it deals with uh, vampires and gentrification and how the two are not always mutually exclusive or inclusive. I mean, but um, yeah, it was a good movie. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Again, great, great movie for kids. Check it out. Uh, real quick, I read a bunch of comics. Uh, first things up, Stranger Things, sorry, Strange Adventure issue number six. Uh, basically, it was just more flashbacks of the war and uh, Mr. Terrific hanging out with Aaliyah. And um, basically, you know, it, it looked very much like a date, which is kind of creepy because uh, she's married to Mr. Uh, Adam Strange. But uh, yeah, at the end of it, he basically thinks that she's telling the truth or her version of the truth that she thinks she knows. And it makes me think that Adam actually gave his, either killed his kid or gave his kid to the bike. So that's, hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, Hellion issue number five. Uh, I got to tell you something that I, like, I love. I, again, I'm a huge fan of the the Dawn of X storylines that we've been getting from John Heckman with the no, new direction that they're going with the X-Men. But a small part of me, like I'm a secret fan, like a small thing that I, I think that's been great that they've been doing is... Mr. Sinister. This run of Mr. Sinister has been the most hilarious version of Mr. Sinister I have ever seen. And you see that. He's in, a catty bitch. He is so catty. It is the most. And like, like, I just, he, it's just, you have to read his stuff. He's borderline sassy. He is very sassy. There's a part where he's like, he lost, like, he basically, uh, he's talking about his cape and he's just like, um, how, how great it was and how he ends up having to trade it away. To basically to get passage to where they're going, and every person he talks to, he's just like, "I'm wearing a, cape. I was wearing a cape," and they're like, "What?" It's like, "I look better." Like you can't see it, but this outfit was better because I had a cape, but I don't yeah. have it anymore. So, yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, the Hellions they're going on a quest to uh, basically stop the other team from getting their swords to like stop the war from even happening. But I have a feeling it's not going to work out, and um, Empath needs to be stopped at all costs. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, New Mutants number 13, um, this is basically finding out that, well, Doug is the next person who's going to be on the Swords team, the Swords, Kakroa Swords people, and um, yep. he can't fight. I mean, I mean, no. in a future, he was a super fighter because he would read everyone's body language and it was, like, unstoppable, but this version of Doug, he can't fight, and um, nope. a magic is his, pretty much as close as he gets to a, a family-like sister that he can have without actually having one. She loves him to death, and she said it. She was like, "Doc, I love you with all my heart. If you pull You're your sword, die. if you pull your sword in that fight, you are gonna die. You are. These people are gonna kill you." So, and Doug's just like, "I've been chosen. I've been called. Regardless of what it is, I have to show. Like, I have to go." So, he's in. So, I'm pulling for Doug. I hope he doesn't die. I it feels like they're forgetting something here, which is that Doug's sword is warlock. Yeah, I, I, a phalanx creature. So, like, technically, his sword could cover his body because it's warlock, and warlock could, you know, probably download everything there is to know on fighting, and could just move Doug's limbs for him. Possibly, possibly. I've, I think I've I've said it um, a few times uh, before. There is a conceit to all superheroes where that the superhero, for lack of a better term, has to have brain damage at some point. And his journey. Because he has to forget all the things he could potentially do and just focus on the one thing he doesn't know how to do and be befuddled on how to do it. That's true. Because then the story would end too quickly. Yeah. Again, the Flash should never be caught <laughs> flat-footed by a bank robber. 
the Flash should arrive at the scene of the crime, be able to take everything at super speed, and go, hmm, that guy has a gun and he's robbing the bank. Well, before I slow down and he can actually see me, to make a wise quip, I should wrap him up in some tape and take the gun away from him, and then make the quip. So by the time he pulls the trigger, he's like, haha, Flash, I got you. And then it's like, but I got your bullets, and you're already in handcuffs, so you're going to jail. But then it would be boring, so we can't do that. I got He's got to quip first, and then fall on the ice and get frozen somewhere in place, and some crazy crap has to happen. Um, small aside with the Flash, I would do it like Ben 10 used to do, the future Ben 10 version used to do with Accelerate. He literally was just going, like, he was super speeding around, stopping crimes, and just, like, pretty much leaving a sign that, like, I was here, or if you caught me, you caught me, but I, I have no time to stop and, like, deal with robbers. I'm literally just going around, just knocking people out, and just leave them already dealt with. But yeah, um, that's too much trouble. Yeah, uh, last yeah, I got two more. Cable issue number five. Um, Cable is the next uh, young Cable is the next member of the Coco and Sword team that's going ten swords. Uh, I'm just gonna read something I read off of Reddit. Uh, Reddit, and that pretty much sums it up. Every issue of this proves um, of Cable proves that either a it should be a Cable and the X Kids book, or b it should be the Summers Family Fun Times book. I 100% agree. That is very much Cable's energy. It's like, you don't know if it, like, both would be a great way to go about it, but it's like doing both at the same time. But it, it feels like it could easy, easily be just a Summer's family kind of book or like Cable and pretty much his younger friends that he hangs out with in Coca-Cola just doing shit. So, yeah. Remind me real fast of something. Have we seen a backup story in the last couple months that had old Cable in it? Uh, yes-ish. Okay. Okay, because I'm basically just like throwing it out there. I pretty much believe that we're going to have this book at some point and there's going to be old Cable and young Cable in it again. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, basically, Cable Even figured out... Even though old Cable is sitting in Deadpool's like living room under glass. Uh, yeah, we already know that Cable's like somewhere in the future fighting off other monsters and some shit. So there's a good yeah. chance he's probably going to teleport in and he's just going to be old Cable and young Cable just doing Cableness. Because yes. he even said that yes. he wasn't killed by... He was killed by him on purpose, so... It's part yeah. of some bigger plan. All right. Um, last but not least, Seven Secrets, issue number three. Um, I So I started reading this, and like I like it. It's good. Tom Taylor's doing a good job. But I was saying to myself, I didn't know why I like it. Like, I don't know. Like, the story isn't really fully there yet. And, like, the characters are, like, bits and pieces are being let out in troops and drabs. And the artwork is great. Like, I don't know why I like it. And then I went on Reddit, and I found out everyone feels the exact same fucking way. Like, they're just like, this is, someone explained that it's like a show and jump character, like a show and jump manga that just started, and like, these are the first three chapters. Like, they're doing enough to like, slowly inch towards the story, but like, not enough to like, give you anything. And that would work great if we were getting new issues every week, but we're getting them every month, and god fucking damn it, let's hurry this up, because I'm not getting anything. Like, I mean, it's just like, I'm like, ah, I, I can't just fight, I, it's, ugh. But anyway, I digress. Um, Seven Secrets, it's still great, though. Like, again, artwork is amazing. Uh, we basically saw Casper uh, do a test to see to be himself be him, himself to become the new holder, handler, or holder? Yeah, holder. And okay. basically, the test they have to do, it's uh, starvation. They basically all, like, the, the four candidates have to hold on to the case and just not let go. And they, like, they starve them for a little bit. They torture them. They give them, like, combat, combat fighting. Just never let go of the case. That's the whole test. But yeah, it's good. Um, it ends in a nice like twist. There's gonna be a showdown, and um, yeah. Oh, so this is this this comic, uh, Seven Secrets, is ripe for television. 
it's not super sci-fi. Everything can be done with practical effects. This is ripe for like ripe for television. Somebody just greenlit this. It's great. Cool. Yeah, and that's cool. what I've been looking at. All right. Okay. Well, then I think it is now time for us to jump into the trailer park. Da 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 da! Trailer park. Trailer park. One day we'll have a theme. Trailer park. One day we'll have a theme. So the first trailer up, which is supposedly due for release in theaters December 30th, 2020, <laughs> uh, is uh, Monster Hunter. Um, Monster Hunter, based on the world-famous popular game Monster Hunter, uh, stars Mila Jovovic, um, T.I. Harris, Megan Good, Diego Bonetta, Tony Ja, and Ron Perlman, as directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who's directed Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, Dead or Alive, Death Race, Alien vs. Predator, and happens to be married to Mila Jovovic. Uh, the synopsis, a portal transport, it's Lieutenant Artemis and an elite unit of soldiers to a strange world where powerful monsters rule with deadly ferocity. Faced with relentless danger, the team encounters a mysterious hunter who may be their only hope to find a way home. So, I knew this movie existed. I knew the game is incredibly popular. And uh, I watched the trailer. I did not expect much. What I got, I felt, was Transformers with Monsters. Oh my god. Yes. Very much yes. that. Somebody in the comments said it best. It was basically in Transformers 1, the desert fight scene, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could, I, I can agree with that. Um, this looks far better than I had any uh, hope of it actually looking. Yes, that's true. It, it looks like a movie that someone tried with and was like, look, we can't do Monster Hunter because that's just a big, like, whatever game about hunting monsters. There's, you know, you don't need a plot there. You just need to have monsters. We're going to give it a plot. And, you know, whether it's a good story or not, it will work. And that's what it appears on all fronts, that it will work. And Mila Jovovich is just basically woman you put in movie who is going to do badass things. And slow-mo camera. And slow-mo camera. So uh, all of this seems to add up. Yeah. Um, I will watch this movie. Yes. I will not go to a theater to watch this movie, no. but I will watch this movie. Yes. Um, and I fully expect to not go to a theater to watch this movie, and it will come out shortly. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. It's not going to come out shortly in uh, On Demand. I was going to say that, and I'm wrong. I'm not going to say that at all. Because the Resident Evil movies that Mila Jovovich was a part of, where they made like seven of them, yep. while they did absolute garbage in the U.S., they were huge overseas. Everywhere overseas, those Resident Evil movies made incredible bank. If you go back and look at them, they made a lot of money. Really? Oh, yes. Resident Evil movies with Mila Jovovich made a lot of money everywhere but here. That's why they were they made so many of them. They weren't making them for the U.S. market after a while. They were making them for everywhere else they could make money. So, huh. knowing that Monster Hunter is huge overseas, and knowing that Mila Jovovich apparently makes bank overseas with money, with movies? Yeah, no. This actually might come out December 30th, uh, hopefully after COVID has calmed down again this fall. And, uh, yeah, people will probably line up to go see this, now that I think of it. All right. We will have to wait a little while to get it here, when uh, the money has stopped being made, needs to be made. So, probably, we'll, we'll, get, it, we'll get it probably March. Yeah. Maybe March. Yeah, that that seems reasonable. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's not coming to us right away. Also, this is getting a sequel. This is getting like two or three sequels. No, 
Oh, I think if it does well, it's getting sequels. Yeah. Yes. This is like, because I'm looking at all the movies, and all of these movies are great movies that I, I watch when I want to turn my brain off, with the exception of Alien vs. Predator, because I was just like, yo, yeah. that's so dope. But like, all of these movies are just like, oh, so you directed all of these. Okay, yeah, these yeah. are all... Yeah, I'm I'm watching these movies not for like yeah. super plot, but for like cool scenes and movies that Mila Jovovich has been the lead in. International box office have made over a billion dollars. So yeah, the movies that she's been the lead in. I mean, let's see, the last Resident Evil movie made twenty six million dollars in the U.S. That was twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Internationally, it made two hundred and eighty seven million dollars. Boy, yeah. And then forty-two million for the previous Resident Evil, one hundred and ninety-eight internationally. Yep, 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 yep. Sixty for the one before, two hundred and thirty-five internationally. Fifty here, ninety-nine internationally. Yeah, no, it, it's like just steadily grown internationally for those movies for her. Like their audience is not in the U.S. It, it is somewhere else, and they they will appeal to it and be just fine. Well, and also Resident Evil is a gay movie, and. Now we're making another game movie. It's yeah, it's a solid formula. I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. not gonna judge it. And they, she makes it, so it works quite well for her. Yep. All right. All right. So next movie I put on kind of as a goof because <laughs> this movie looks ridiculous. <laughs> and also, it also stars Tony Jaa. So clearly, he's having a fantastic year. Oh man! So the movie's called Jujitsu. Yeah. Um. So, like, the best way I can explain this is if they took Predator and Mortal Kombat and yeah. made it to added Nicolas Cage, added Nicolas Cage, and said it was about jujitsu. Yeah, international alien fighting jujitsu. Yes. So the synopsis is: an ancient order of expert jujitsu fighters face a vicious race of alien invaders in a battle for Earth every six years. But when Jesus Earth, Christ, that is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but when an Earth's hero is defeated by the leader of invaders, the future of humanity hinges in the balance. Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, it looks like Predator, and it plays and it speaks like Mortal Kombat. This looks like yeah. Predator Mortal Kombat, and they just... Sh- oh my god, Nicolas Cage is Raiden in this movie, isn't he? Yeah, basically, he's Oh ra- my god, I just realized that. Yes! Because, like, he does uh, a lot of Raiden-esque things, and he's, like, also a bit nuts. And, well, I yeah. mean, he's Nick Cage in a movie, so there's just levels of nuts that he always is. Um, oh, my God. They got Frank Grillo in here, which I got to tell you, yeah. I'm liking this guy's discography. Every movie he's in, I'm usually liking it. So, good. Uh, and, again, Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. And, like, is this Jiu-Jitsu Fighters? This is... Yeah. But then again, the director... If Andrew, if you could do the name for me, please. Uh... That doesn't make sense. Um, Dimitri Logothetis. Yes. He is the co-writer and director of Kickboxer Retaliation, which is, I think, the third Kickboxer movie of four. I feel like there's been more Kickboxer there's, movies than there's, that, there's quite four. honestly. There's, I think there's like four or five. This feels like a situation where there's like more movies, but some of them just aren't acknowledged because it feels like there's more. Yeah. This actually had John claude Van Damme in it. Ah oh, man, kickboxing. He was back in it too. Wait, Alan Mousse. Is he in this movie too? Yes. Alan, okay, so this guy clearly has favorites because Alan Mousse is in this movie and he was also in Kickboxer. That movie, that movie had a budget of $13 million and in the US box office, it made $101,690,000. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it had John Claude Van Damme in it and Mike Tyson. <laughs> so at least half of that 13 million went to paying their and it had christopher lambert 
Raiden himself. So half of that movie probably went to paying them. Um, because, you know, wait, is this the guy who was the mountain? Halford Julius Borgson? I... Yeah. Okay. It also had the mountain from Game of Thrones. That guy. Wow. And Kickboxer. So half of that $13 million budget probably went to paying some of these guys. Yeah. Also had Wanderlei Silva. So it had a UFC fighter. So it definitely went to him too. Okay. Yeah. So this movie, George St. Pierre was in this. Okay. They had a lot of people in this movie and no one saw it. Like everyone who saw it was in the same theater that night. (laughs) That's that's who saw it. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. All Needless right. to say, this is coming uh, to theaters, quotes, uh, on demand and digital November 20th, 2020. So, yeah, if, yeah, you can rent this somewhere November 20th um, because it's it's not going to theaters. Yeah, just... <sighs> Does he... <laughs> okay, like, Nick Cage... I, I now think he couldn't get Christopher Lambert for this movie because Nick Cage really does look like Christopher Lambert. Like... That's probably what he was like. Hey, we need a guy like to play Raiden again. Hey, Chris, Chris was like, "No, we're not doing another movie of yours right now, buddy." Right. No, sorry. Nick, Nick Cage is like, "I'll do it," and I'm just like, "God damn it, yeah. Nick Cage! You don't have to do everything." He got bills to pay, man. I, does he? He got kids. I mean, he probably has bills to pay. Yeah. I know, but like, I know that's the only thing that explains him doing everything. Honestly, <sighs> I feel as though he's kind of like um, Robert De Niro. Pretty sure he has ex-wives. I'm pretty sure, I think he's like Robert De Niro, where he basically, he doesn't, like, screen movies. He just does whatever's offered to him. And everyone's just like... That doesn't feel like it's true for Robert De Niro. No, that's what he, well, I mean, that's what he says. He's just like, I don't screen movies. Like, if people give me a role, I'll do it, most likely. I, I, that doesn't feel right, because, like, clearly Nicolas Cage does everything. Yes. I mean... Robert De Niro, I don't see him in the movie that often that I'm like, oh, well, this guy must be a, yeah, he must have invested poorly in his youth, and now, now he has to make some money, or it's, uh, you know, Medicare to take care of him. I, I don't know, <laughs> something like that. I think it's more like uh, when I'm available, you want to, does anyone want to do a movie with me, and then, like, his agent picks something and gives it to him. I mean, I guess so. I, I, figure, think you know. I don't think he says no to like I don't think if his agent put him roll in front of him he'd say no to it. I think his agent is filtering it, but like him personally. I think Nicholas I mean, Cage so. doesn't care. I think Nicholas Cage is just like, who's paying me today? Yeah. <laughs> just, and what's the role? I mean, I guess that's probably it. It could be it. I mean, he, you know, he got Joker still, so I mean clearly, you know, he's he's getting good stuff. It's just uh and every so often there's some kind of stuff where it's like, meh, no one cares about this. You know. I'm, I'll, uh, yeah, what's the deal with Nick Cage? <laughs> I mean, he's going to be in a Martin Scorsese movie next year. You know, Killers of the Flower Moon. Nick Cage? No, De, De-, De Niro, not Nick Cage. Come on. Nick Cage. <laughs> no. You know I Nick, Nick Cage, but no. <laughs> you know Nick Cage is going to star in a movie about Nick Cage, right? I did remember that, right? Yeah. Wait, shit. When, where's that going to be at? I remember hearing it. So Why is this not out yet? I think they're working on it. How is that movie not out yet? How would I remember this? I don't know. Oh, it's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I think that's what it was called. And he plays Nick Cage. <laughs> 2021. Also, the untitled Joe Exotic Project TV miniseries. Yes, because if there's any person that could play Joe Exotic, it's fucking Nick Cage. Well, him and whoever the other guy is, too. Because or yeah, David, they're doing that, too. Or David Spader. Is David Spader playing the other one? No, David Spader should be playing Nick Cage. I mean, oh. playing uh, Joe Dirt. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Joe Exotic, wow. <laughs> Joe Dirt. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Basically. One owns right. tigers. Well, 
Uh, November 20th. Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And last but not least... Uh, Let's see. On streaming. Disney and Pixar's Soul. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. So this was supposed to come out, um, I guess, earlier this year or maybe... Yeah. I think it was, like, when it was, I think it was supposed to come out like in November. Oh, well, well, it's not that much earlier then. Um, but yeah, it's going to be released uh, on Disney Plus uh, December 25th. Um, Soul starring uh, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Uh, what is it that makes you, you, this Christmas only Disney Plus Pixar animation has a new feature, Soul, includes introduces Joe Gardner, a middle school band teacher who gets the chance of a lifetime to play at the best jazz club in town. But one small misstep on the streets of New York leads him to the great beyond or great before huh. a fantastical place where new souls get their personalities, quirks and interests before they go to Earth. Determined to return to his life, Joe teams up with a precocious soul, 22, voiced by Tina Fey who has never understood the appeal of the human experience. As Joe desperately tries to show 22 what's great about life, he may discover that the answers to some of his most important questions. Uh, da, 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 da. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a Pixar movie, and it looks like a pretty decent one. And for the most part, most of the Pixar movies are pretty decent. Yep. Um, if nothing else. So, it's a nice treat on Christmas Day for families who may be gathering. And... Uh, don't have anything to watch it's gonna be on disney plus and it won't be billing the mulan route so they won't be going um you know pay yeah you just have to sign up for the service and you can watch yeah which is good looking forward to that yeah i think they should do that for some of them and just only the really big ones yeah that's what it sounds like their plan is going to be right now only the really big ones they're going to try to hold for theaters Smaller things, if it's in the pipeline and they can't get it out they're going to release it through this um I, i was trying to look at that before we started um, Mulan, uh, we're going to know how much it made by November when they do quarterly earnings, but it sounds like it's done pretty well, actually. I am not surprised. It doesn't, I don't know if it's like, it, I don't think it's done clearly as well as they would have hoped it would have done in theaters, but I think it's actually done pretty well. Otherwise, um, that it, it, it's definitely leading the conversation on this might be a viable option. I think Yeah. for some of their movies, um, I think it's just going to be, we're going to see Disney reevaluating how they shoot some of these things and how much they pay and other stuff. Well, I mean, you know, we might very well see like Marvel movies with all new people very soon because it's like, we can pay these people less if we have new people as opposed to using the same old people we've been using. Well, I will say that um, with Disney announcing that it's focusing mostly on streaming now, it's restructuring as companies mm-hmm. to do feed streaming. That's a good sign that Mulan did at least decently enough that it's worth yeah. doing this. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they have to because, you know, uh, end of the day, theme parks aren't making any money and nope. they're a publicly traded company. So they have to answer to shareholders and have a plan for how are you going to ride this out? And it's like, well, we're going to make more things that we can put on streaming to get more people signed up for services. And then uh, hopefully things return to normal in a year or two and we can actually open theme parks and have people going back to movies to give us billions of dollars again. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I mean, what is it? Um, the Eternals was pushed back to, I don't know, late 2022 or 2021. I can't remember now. Yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of stuff is pushed back. I'm gonna, we're going to know that this is Disney's strategy for official, for real, for real, when they put Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. I, that, that one feels like a big one still because I know it's like, again, it's a Marvel movie. These movies typically, you know, do $500 million easy. But like it's not. And honestly, it feels like the first Marvel movie back when theaters are actually open and like really open, and it's the first Marvel movie. 
Like it feels like Black Widow is going to be like a shoe in for like, oh, we can make a lot of money off this because it's Scarlett Johansson and it's Black Widow. And like, I don't know. It just, it feels like that's going to be like, people want Marvel. They've had 10 years of Marvel. We're going to give them some Marvel. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I, I know a lot of theaters are going to close, but I don't think all theaters will close. And Disney, no. like, eventually yeah. we will be able to go to theaters and be wanting to be in theaters and actually see stuff like that. So that money can come back. But, like, mm-hmm. for the now, make it so that they come on the fucking yeah. on demand. I really, I'm like, yeah. I don't know how much I want to say this. I know that I feel bad for theaters and I understand like this, but this is literally some situation where people just can't yeah. be in public. It's just fucking what it is. Yeah. And I don't want to have to wait for yeah. this stuff. So, hey. Yeah, I think what's what I think what will end up happening when it's all said and done is it's just going to be um, times are just going to end up shorter for stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, things are going to get released and they'll get to streaming and otherwise um, people at home, you know, in terms of instead of months, maybe it'll be you know a month or two now. It, you know, it's going to get a lot quicker. I think the turnaround time between these things because people are just going to people are getting used to it. People are just getting used to seeing these things. And, you know, a few new movies came out this week. I know one we talked about previously that um, uh, Love and Monsters. Yeah. That one that just dropped this week as well. Um, I feel like one or two other things did that we have talked about previously with trailers. Uh, I mean, you know, this, this is, yeah, you know, people don't like to say the new norm, but it this is the new norm for now. Yeah. And, you know, if whether it sticks is another story. I think 30-day release is going to stick. I think people... Yeah, the, I mean, 30 the, days... I could see 60, but yeah, 30, it's not impossible. 30 days, I don't think it's good. I think it, people are going to... 60, it seems more reasonable, but I think 30 is an actual possibility. Yeah, I could see 60 for like blockbusters, but like 30 for like, ah, eh, this is a comedy movie. And, uh, you know, after about 30 days, it's going to get pushed out of theaters anyway because other movies are going to come out. So, yeah, okay. We're going to drop it then on something else. They might do the, yeah, the other movies I thought about. Oh, so? Like uh, 100 mil. Like they, like Sony said that they're not putting out any movie that's $100 million out in theaters. Because that's fair, that's just, it's just pretty much throwing money our way. I think yeah. that might just end up being the rule for like what gets 30 and what gets 60 treatment. So, or like yeah. the, even a 90 treatment. So Although like, to be fair, you know, 100 million, you know, Trolls supposedly did 100 million. Yeah. You know, so it's not impossible to make that. It's just... Uh, but Trolls is an an, is, I'm not saying that it's easier to make, but it's a Pixar... It's like an animated movie. Yeah. It's it's an animated movie. So it's easier. It lets less actors to pay in regards to, like, being on set yeah. and all that stuff. You can just yeah. do it in a like, studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, two other ones I was thinking about were Kajillionaire, which was a new one that came out that stars uh, Evan Rachel Wood, Gina Rodriguez, and a couple others. Um and there was a murmur and one called Friendsgiving, which I guess was going to come out for Thanksgiving. And it stars Malin Ackerman, Kate, Kat Dennings, oh, Jane Seymour, it. Aisha Tyler. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. Chelsea Peretti, Christine Taylor, Dion Cole, Wanda Sykes, Margaret Cho. A lot of people. Yeah. It had a lot of people yeah. in it. Yeah. doesn't look great, but it looks <laughs> like exactly the kind of movie that would come out around Thanksgiving. As a comedy, and you'd be like, "Well, we have nothing to watch. Let's go see this." Mm-hmm. And you would. All right. Well, and that's our trailers, I think. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Next topic is: Is it worthy? Is it worthy? Which I'm starting to think we should maybe change to seven minutes for seven topics, but yeah. I mean, we could do that too. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, that feels fair. 
So maybe next time it will be that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Um, well, I'm glad we didn't buy any theme music for this. <laughs> um, there you go. So we got seven topics. We got seven minutes. You know the deal. We're going to run it down as fast as possible within the seven minutes. And if we can't get it through, we're going to like pretty much sum it up in like one minute, whatever left over. So I got the okay. timer ready. Uh, Andrew, you want to okay. take the first one and go. Okay, so Wonder Woman 1984 will reportedly skip theaters and head straight to streaming sooner rather than later. The most recent delay changed from October 2nd to Christmas Day 2020, but a new report claims Wonder Woman 1984 won't be at theaters at all. Warner Brothers just announced they're pushing back other releases, uh, including The Batman, The Flash, Shazam 2, and Black Adam. Sources are now claiming that the reason they didn't include Wonder Woman 1984 in their announcement is because it's going straight to streaming. Giant freaking robot claims that Warner Brothers has looked at all their options. They decided at this point there's nothing left to do but drop the sequel directly on demand in December. I know one person who is upset this is going to happen and does not want it to happen because she's like, it's a big female-centric movie, it's a sequel, and it's not going to be the same watching it on my TV as it would be in glorious, giant theater, picture, surround, sound, everything. So we're going to see. I, but I think it's probably going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And I think if it doesn't release sooner, people are going to care less. I don't I don't know why, but I just feel that. Maybe. I don't know if they'll care less, but uh, I think it's going to happen. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Everything comes yeah. to demand. I'm telling you, this is the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People want shit. Yeah. People want to see stuff. Got to do it. Yep. All right. Next. Amazon will stream Eddie Murphy's Coming to America sequel because of uncertain theater marketplace. Uh, deadline here is a deal between Amazon Prime and Paramount to move Eddie Murphy's Coming to America sequel to a streaming premiere. Derek Paramount has had the picture slated for a Christmas release, but uncertainty of the marketplace is evident by the low U.S. grossing movies like Tenet with non-paramedic uh, and non-pandemic moments that would have grossed me significantly more has put this at, um, has put a movie in theaters as a risky proposition. So, uh, yeah. If they don't think people are coming to the theater for Wonder Woman or Black Widow or Tenet, I'm sorry. I love Eddie Murphy, but I'm not going to the theater for Eddie Murphy to watch Coming to America again. Yes, basically. No. 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 So, yes. So, that's, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, sources are saying that they're paying, the Amazon is closing the deal by like $125 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sequel, Eddie Murphy, Rulos and Munda character Akeem learns that has a long-lost son in the United States and must return to America to to meet the unlikely heir to the throne. Um, yeah, well. Zamunda forever. Zamunda forever. Yeah, I'm not because surprised. they stole the Black Panther plot. <laughs> I know, shut up. Anyway. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, but um, I'd watch it. And yes, again, streaming is... On Amazon, I'll watch it, sure. Streaming's the way. Uh, and the fact is, it's probably very cheap for Amazon because if they can get you to sign up for Amazon Prime for this, potentially, well then, uh, you'll probably buy some shit too and that'll cost more than $125 million eventually. Yeah, I mean, you'll come mm-hmm. for... You, you'll come for uh, Coming to America and you'll stay for the boys. You'll come for Coming to America and you'll stay for, oh, look at this knickknack and these pots and pans I can buy on Amazon. Oh my God. And get shipped here in two days. Look at these frames. Everything should be exactly. brushed over. Oh. Exactly. There you go. Uh, David Hasselhoff will voice Superman in Dark Knight's Death Metal animated shorts. Last month, DC Comics revealed the crossover event Dark Knight's Death Metal will be accompanied by a soundtrack and animated shorts. Black Veil Brides, frontman Andy Black, uh, and singer-songwriter Chelsea Wolfe were already cast as Batman and Wonder Woman. Additionally, Who Frame Roger Rabbit stars Charles Fleischer was announced as the voice of the Joker and the Batman Who Laughs. Now a new Man of Steel has emerged. 
The Punisher co-star, Jason R. Moore, co-stars in the shorts as The Darkest Night, another evil incarnation. Cinderella Drummer will voice The Flash. Uh, okay, wait a minute. I'm, I'm reading this and I'm now understanding it fully because my brain didn't quite get this. So they're going to release shorts through the DC Death Metal dot world and on dc youtube channel uh and there's an album is is, is david hasselhoff gonna be singing for superman yes! in this? oh my god uh, give it to me i don't need yes. david hasselhoff superman's voice in my mind yes and then singing death metal fucking put uh, it in my face i love this this is this is, ter- this is dc all over Mwah. this is terrible thank you thank you all uh, right Mm. This will come out in early 2021. Hooray. Wait, is this comic going to take that friggin' long to wrap up? Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, um, I think it's going to end up like in January, early January. Yeah, I guess so then. Okay, uh, next. Netflix cancels the Magic Order series ahead of season one production. Last, last year, Netflix revealed a plan to adapt Mark Miller's and art, artist's book series, The Magic Order. <laughs> Into a into a TV show, James Wan, the director of Aquaman, joins the series as the executive producer. How, however, uh, now it's being reported that Netflix is pulling the plug on the Magic Order shortly after shortly after the first season was set to be begin production. Um, this is basically part of the whole Mark Miller um, buying Mark Miller the rights to Mark Miller's work to make it into TV shows. Still waiting on buying Mark Miller. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, I'm still waiting on Jupiter's Legacy, and I hope they don't fuck it up. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, this is all because of COVID, obviously. And they're saying that they might... Uh, they said it might not all be because of COVID. Uh, sorry. Netflix pulled back because of the large global uh, pandemic. But the report also notes it wasn't the primary reason. Hmm. Yeah. What else so, could it have been? I don't know. Maybe Mark Miller's not happy with uh, Netflix. I don't know. Possible. Uh, but there may be some hope for the future. Netflix may still preserve an adaptation, but not in the immediate future. The comic book series was first published in 2018, and there will still be new volumes for the Magic Order comic book in the future. Yeah, but, you know, mm-hmm. I won't hold my breath. It sounds cool. Okay. Hope it works out, but I won't it hold It does. Breath. I would love to see it. Next. Uh, WWE has reportedly scrapped Raw Underground. Uh, the shoot style... One minute remaining. Yeah. Uh, basically... Uh, they scrapped this idea, which was the most fresh idea that WWE has had in a long time because it wasn't something that came from Vince McMahon's brain because his brain is addled and probably swish cheese by now and he needs to retire. <laughs> but needless to say, um, they used to have an underground fight club that was taking place on a Raw for WWE. You get fighters having shoot style matches and basically what appeared to be like an underground fight clubby thing. Um, it was interesting because it was different as opposed to the three hours of wrestling they gave us every Monday which is terrible because they don't know how to fill three hours and it should be two hours, which every fan believes and knows except for WWE and no one will fight me on this because they know this. So this at least would have been more interesting to make the last hour of raw underground fight raw and Vince McMahon needs to go away. And I know I wasted the whole last minute, but it needs to be said Vince McMahon needs to go away. You need to retire and let someone do things because your ideas are bad. You have coasted for a long time. I'm sorry. And that was seven minutes. <laughs> I apologize. And that there were two other things. Do we want to just say them <laughs> yeah. quickly? So, um, Andrew, you want to take the first one? Okay, I will, because I know you don't want to say her name. Yes. Tatiana Maslany denies she's been cast as Marvel She-Hulk. <laughs> Uh, 
while talking to the Su- Sudbury Star. What the fuck is the Sudbury Star? This is not a real paper. Uh, to promote her new film, Maslani claimed that she will be playing She-Hulk. That actually isn't a real thing. It's a press release. It's got an event. It's totally not. I've been connected to these things in the past. The press has gotten, but it's not a thing. Uh, the press release originally came from Variety, an outlet that's you know pretty in the know about Hollywood things. Uh, additionally, Mark Ruffalo and the She-Hulk showrunner both congratulated her. So, you know, you'd assume the showrunner knows who the fuck the She-Hulk is, too. Um, <laughs> Ruffalo could be out of the loop, but as they say, uh, the showrunner should know who's starring in her show. So, yeah. We're not buying that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And last, uh, Michael B. Jordan to produce Static Shock movie for Warner Brothers. Out of nowhere. Really? I mean, out of fresh out of the gate. Uh if you remember, like, uh, I'm going to say six months back, I was saying to everyone that Warner Brothers should just, if they want to get that Black Panther sweet, sweet love that we gave them, you should just do a Static yes. Shock movie. Because, hello? Make it, st- like, put it, you know, just... I mean, like, if people don't know, the Monster Universe, like, it is the black superhero universe. Yes. Like, it was, like, all urban, like, all ethnic black superheroes and stuff, so... With Static being the most popular out of all of them. Yeah, so popular that he uh, got stole the most. Yeah, I mean, they won an Emmy, I'm pretty sure, for Static, the cartoon, back in the day. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 super popular, so. But it got canceled because it didn't sell toys. <laughs> Did it? I don't even know. Maybe. Yeah. That's why they canceled why. it, which, what the it's fuck? It's not unbelievable, yeah. That's the dumbest rule, anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, most of our children's cartoons were only created because they were made to sell toys. You know, He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe. They were. They, no one thought this would be a great idea. They just thought this can sell toys. That's why we got them. It's so silly. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah Michael B. Jordan is going to be, you know, producing Static Shock. And there's also that? talks that there's going to be a Static Shock uh, new comic coming out in 2021, which is great. I believe I saw that. Because yeah. what the fuck happened to Static Shock? In the DC universe, he just disappeared after the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I don't know the DC universe. You know, I can't even say the DC universe because Marvel has the same issue. They bought the Ultraverse a long time ago, and that's been a sticking point for me. Where I wished they would actually figure this out and do something so that we could actually have the Ultraverse characters back, like Prime and Hardcase and the Strangers and the Exiles, because the Exiles technically were a series that started there and then came to Marvel and spawned into what people think of as the modern exiles. Um, yeah, I, I wish that existed, but they were all like creator owned books and Marvel's like, well, that means we have to deal with the creators and we'd have to pay them money and do things like that. And they're like, fuck that. Fuck no, we're that. Not gonna do that. We'll just never print these books again. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're doing. That's, that's what they're doing. Just pull their, yeah. you know, just pull their nuts. We'll at just them. pretend these things are dead now. Yeah. Arguably like, no, I was going to say, arguably, that Ultraverse had the first transgender hero, but I guess it's probably not true. Mm. Well, okay, probably. here's the thing. The character was Mantra, and it was a male warrior who had been fighting this evil throughout the centuries and being reincarnated by a wizard multiple times. And the wizard finally gets killed, but he has to reincarnate him one more time, and he ends up being reincarnated in the body of a woman. So he's a He's got a male mind, but he's now an efficiently a female body that has kids and an ex-husband and all these things. And he has to live this woman's life while also making it his now his life and still fighting this wizard. So it was like, 
did he identify as a man? I mean, mentally in some cases he did, but I think by the end he kind of had to just think of himself as a woman because he was a woman and there was no changing it. Although I do think at one point he was actually able to create a new body for himself that was like his original body, put his mind back into that, and then grant the original owner of the body back her body. So I don't, yeah, yeah I'd have to go back and read it. That's not trans, but I but, mean, yeah, he was for a while. No, I guess that's that's not how that works. I don't know. That's that's uh, no. I mean, he was a man trapped in a woman's body, and then he became a man. I, yeah, but like he, that's. No, it's, I mean this feels like magical. Yeah, this, transgenderism. That's stop talking. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. right. Like anyway, in theory. Um. Oh yeah, and then eventually the woman dies, and because he cares about the kids and all that stuff, he actually abandons his body and goes back into her body so that he can continue living her life and take care of her family for her because her soul dies. I do remember that. So then he actually voluntarily chooses to become a woman and stay a woman. Okay, don't put this on a shirt, please. But that's not... Put it, all that on a shirt? No, <laughs> that's not trans. That's just comic bullshit. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It is. All right, so we're leaving this subject now, right? Yeah, we're man. leaving it? We're leaving it. All right, so... I mean, it could be an interesting thing to revive. No, we could I, probably do more with it. We really couldn't. Anyway, so... No, I mean, not me, but, like, like the art, the writers could probably just, do more with that. Could just, they could take it further and do it, you know, really more keep, in line with 2020. Don't want to keep talking about this. All right, so... It's your slate. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so main news. Uh, do you know about the future state? No one knows about the future state. It, you know, it was going to be the 5G project, but now it's not because it's not happening anymore because people got fired and they said, fuck this. Probably more because 5G gives you COVID. That's probably why. But, uh, okay. It's not as fun when people are walking around thinking that 5G gives you COVID to call your next uh, initiative for your company 5G. It'd be like me going, well, Rapture Press's name is changing. Uh, now we're going to be ISIS.com. Uh, Isis Comics and Isis Podcasts. Yeah, Isis.com. Isn't that why they changed it in Archer? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably a little bit of why they did Although I think they're still Isis, actually. I don't think Archer gives a shit. Hmm. I'm pretty sure they're still Isis now. I don't, I don't think I guess. Uh, yeah, Archer doesn't actually give a shit about that. They were there first. <laughs> they, they don't care. Yeah. All right, so Future Stick is uh, basically... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get thrown into the future of the DC universe, and we're going to see a whole new versions of uh, characters that we know and love: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash. Um, we're going to see like new, how the cities, like Metropolis and Gotham, have changed, and basically where everyone that you knew from the past is, and if they're even alive. So yeah. Um, yep. So you want to just go down the line of all the stuff, or you want to like first off, basically just what are your sure. thoughts? What's your what are your thoughts on this as in general? Um, I never have an issue with things like this because I'm not a comic book nerd that way, like some are. No, like literally, like there are a lot of people who I'm sure are up in arms about this and like, oh, it's bullshit because it's just a way to be PC and like make a black guy a Batman or something, and it's just like. No, it's comic books. It's American comic books. You know what's going to happen? They will run with this idea for a year, maybe two, 
and then they will bring back the status quo. Why am I going to get upset about that? Especially if they're the like, major two. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to read the story and hopefully enjoy it for what it is. And then they'll bring back the status quo. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. It's not a thing that can bother me. Uh, basically, how, how do you feel about it? I basically feel the same. Anything that makes me give a crap about DC regularly, because like I gotta be honest with you, the both of both Marvel and DC, with some exceptions, kind of bore me a lot of the time because it's just like, yeah, this is just gonna come back around. So just like give at least if you're gonna like leave, do something interesting while you leave, because it's gonna yeah. come back. Like Joker's gonna come back to life. Uh, Superman is gonna get back at any powers. He's already he come back to life. Yeah. Like we already know he's back to life. No, I'm just saying, like, like he's gonna die, but then he'll come back to life. Some, like, oh, yeah. I guarantee you, in the next five years, Joker will die and then be revived. I guarantee you, in the next five to ten years, I mean, I can, I can guarantee you, in the last five years, he's died and been revived. Yes, I guarantee you that Superman is gonna lose his powers or lose or be either either gain or lose powers. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. It's a possibility. It's just certain things that just do, and then they just stop doing it, and then they do it again, and it's just whatever. But, yeah, if you're going to leave, do something interesting while you're gone. And this is only going to last two months, so, like, good. I mean, stuff is going well, to spin out of it. I think it's going to last two months. I, yeah, they're not exactly clear on that, but I, I assume that what's going to happen is it's going to last two months on its own, and then DC will start publishing those same books alongside these potentially that's what i assumed no what they said they're gonna it's gonna last two months and then they're gonna like go back to normal comics with some things like like being referenced in those comics leading up to future slate technically i saw that yeah or or, and also some like maybe like a couple comics spinning out to be their own comic going forward that doesn't make sense though like i could see them going back to the original timeline and being like oh well, now we're going to put in some events in this stories that would lead to the events that we showed you. Or reference the events. So, like, basically this is an alternate future, and, and then they're going to announce some things that probably keep you, like, instead of going left, yeah. they're going to go right, and that's why that but future is a place. But to do two months of these books, and then be like, okay, we're done, and we may never come back to them again. That makes less sense to me. Or they could just be alternate future, and they'll just keep, like, and they'll just reference it every now and again ultimate future and then maybe do some end of the story end of the year big storyline where they bring back alternate future and the two of them team up to stop the big bad all right we're gonna have to see yeah this is yeah keep in mind this is spinning out of uh death metal death metal so yeah which issue four came out and i couldn't and like i was reading it and i was just like you know what i think i'm gonna wait until this is all done and then read it all at once because i don't care it's just too much. It's too much. Superboy Prime was there, and like Wonder Woman, yeah. say, like basically talk no jitsu him. Like basically got him to yeah. go on her side by giving him a rousing speech. I was like, well, you know, she she's the goddess of truth. You know, she says it. It's got to be true. Yeah, like I don't. What is going on in this fucking series? Like, what's going on? Um, I have learned that when DC does a crisis. You need to turn off your brain and just let it happen. Uh, because they've stopped making sense now. They're just like, wild and crazy shit going to happen, y'all. And this is basically what Dark dark Metal, for for no uncertain terms, is a crisis. Like, they're not calling it Dark Metal Crisis. But it's a crisis. Because right now, Earth is shit on the DC Universe if you're looking at the Dark Metal storyline. Like, everything is broken. The many alternate worlds that exist in the DC Multiverse are gone. And like being overrun, and then they're going to fix all this by the end, and something new will come out of it. This is a crisis. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They never make sense. They never. They only do. ever make sense when you can read them all at once, 
and then maybe like retain some of the pieces and go, oh, okay, so that just happened. And now I see 30 pages later, this is happening. And it calls back to that. Okay, I understand. But when it's four months later, you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. No. What is going on here? This was never discussed. Also, like... And then you go back and you realize it was. They're really... I gotta tell you, they're like they're kind of forcing you to pick up the the other like side stories, too. To get the full... To like I really mean, even under, barely understand that's this. That's what a good crossover does. It, no. If it's a multi universal changing crossover you have to pick up all the pieces how do you expect to know i don't want it's too that. big i don't want that just give me like seven issues of something and then shut up i don't want to have to that's pick impossible up. if this if there's side there stories, are too many characters if there's side stories then it shouldn't affect me if i didn't read it it really shouldn't super affect me if i didn't read it but someone is doing something important in that side story they had to push a button flip a switch save a baby which altered the course of the battle yeah, I feel as though most just of this was just me bitching about dark me- uh, death metal. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so books. Yeah, so the new character. So like Superman is gonna be Jonathan Kent. Um, yes. Because Superman, the you know Clark Kent gets. We'll get to that. Well, we gotta say we can get to that. All right. So Jonathan yeah, Kent, in the absence of his father, Jonathan Kent takes on the mantle of Superman, and after an international crisis drags Clark, Clark away from Earth, he's set to travel to Warworld, and his son will take place as Earth's most visible superhero. While Jonathan has been serving the world as a young superboy with the Legion of Superheroes, this event will see him fill the shoes of his father and in the Justice League. When Brainiac threatens Metropolis, Jonathan decides to bottle up Metropolis in order to keep it safe, which puts him at odds with Superhero. So there you go. Yeah. That's Jonathan Kent. Alright, well, I mean, cool. Jonathan's yeah. Superman. I mean, we got that in um, uh, the Legion, yeah, the Legion, and we also got that. Uh, basically, we got a taste of that in the new Tom Taylor, the Tom Taylor comic, uh, DCC's Dead Planet, yeah. or is it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, the next Batman, mm-hmm. who no one is officially saying is Luke Fox, but it's pretty clear it's fucking Luke Fox. Yes, as Ridley has said, there's probably a little better than forty-seven percent chance he's going to be a person of color. Although I also thought to myself, where's Damien in all this? It could be Damien. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a fake out and it's Damien, I would not be terribly mad because I'm just like, I don't care. But like, there will be some people who will be mad. Yeah. But like, Damien, last thing I heard from Damien, didn't he stop being Robin? He did. But this is years later. Yeah. Now. So, like, yeah, this would fit. I mean, yeah. I mean, this would be like, you know, Joe Biden going. I got a 50% chance of uh, picking a person of color to be vice president. Ah, gotcha. It's Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> That'd be such a weird fake out. There would be some people upset. Oh, no, people would be upset. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wonder Woman, Yara Flor, uh, taking Diana Prince's place on the league as a new Wonder Woman, a Brazilian woman named Yara, oh, Yana Flor. Okay, it's spelled two different ways on this website. Uh, the magical mythical hero will have deep connections to the Amazons, probably because they're going to have her come from the Amazon rainforest, and she'll travel to the underworld in Joel Jones' future state, Wonder Woman 1. I say that not in jest, but the fact that she's Brazilian, and they say she has deep connections to the Amazon, it just feels like it's going to be like, look, she's from Brazil. You know what else is in Brazil? The Amazon is in Brazil, and Wonder Woman is an Amazon. Oh, look at the coincidence. Look at it. Look at it. It all fits together so nicely. It's great. Um, 
in addition to teaming up with Jonathan Kent on the Justice League, because why wouldn't you team up with her? She's a hot Brazilian. Gianna will also team up with the new Superman in their respective cities from Dueling Gods and Dan Waters' uh, feature state Superman Wonder Woman. Yep. Because, you know, they're going to put them in a book together. Yep. So they can, uh, you know, be together, maybe. And make know. a reference to the fact that Superman and Wonder Woman dated in the New 52. Exactly. Yeah. You know, my dad dated the last Wonder Woman. It uh, apparently did not end well, but you know, she was the first super cock he ever had. So, Man. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. <laughs> I actually read this comic. Uh, so, Green Lantern. I do. Uh, Andrew, if you want to take it. Oh, you can have it if you want. All no, right. No. So, Sergina, Joe, um, Molini, Mullen. Is that Mullen? it? I would go with Mullen. Mullen. Uh, is one of the future states leaguers who has already been introduced. Uh, basically, I've, it's Joe is from uh, Far Sector, a uh, comic run by uh, N.K. Uh, N. Jensen, and Jemsen, and she. There's basically a 12 issue comic that's still going on, um, where yep. she is a Green Lantern in a very, 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 very far sector that no one can talk about. So she's the only Green Lantern the entire planet, and the only sec and for sectors a mile away. So far from Oa, it doesn't even have a number. Yeah. So like, but. It's uh, she's really cool. Uh, she has an interesting backstory, and um, I can't wait to see her as. Uh, I mean, like she's doing really good in her yeah. comic, and um, she yeah, she's really cool. I believe she possesses the only Green Lantern ring that can recharge on its own. Yeah, uh, but it like based takes on a what while. she does. Yeah, it takes a while to recharge. It can take a while. Yeah, like a, yeah. I think it took like a week to charge up last time. Yeah, I think she she burned it down to a nub, and she had to just wait. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on Earth, Joe joined a military, which ultimately led to her becoming an international police officer. Along with Jonathan Kent, she's the most familiar member of the new Justice League, and she's one of the more battle-tested heroes. Yeah. Uh, Aqua Woman, Andy Curry, is another Justice League who has been introduced. Andy is the daughter of Mera and Aquaman, Arthur Curry, and she spent the first 10 months of her life in Amnesty Bay, secretly visiting Atlantis with her father. And the DC Future State event, Andy Curry is grown up. Uh... And show there will be temporal, uh, ample amount opportunity to fill in her past, which includes her training under Jackson Hyde's Aquaman and Brandon Thomas and Daniel Samper's Future State Aquaman. Yep. Okay. Uh, new Flash? Yeah. The intensity of the Justice League's Future State's Flash is unknown, but DC solicitations for several for, for the issues reveal that they will be from another world in the DC multiverse. With a mask covering their face, the Flash's identity will be mostly maybe the closely guarded secret, even to the rest of the Justice League. Actually, from what I was reading, um, it sounds like a lot of the Justice League members won't know who they are, who the other members are. So I think mm. ba- I think Batman's going to keep his secrets, uh, keep a secret, um, keep his identity secret, and the Flash, mm-hmm. and it might some others might, but. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's other stuff. Um, Let's see. A brutal battle at Titans Academy with the four riders of the apocalypse will leave Barry Allen cut off from the Speed Force and Wally West destitute to the point of possibly beyond saving. There's no Flash in the future world, which makes the perfect opportunity for a new Flash to run into the frame when it launches in 2021. Actually, is that it? I'm missing some books, I feel like. There mm-hmm. are definitely more books. Oh, yeah. So there's like another. There's the, the dark, uh, dark Detective, which is basically mm-hmm. going to be a Batman story. Because in this world, uh, the bat- where Batman is, where the new mysterious Batman has showed up, Bruce Wayne is dead. Supposedly. Uh, supposedly. But he's not. Because he, yeah. he faked his death. Or he, like, he was left dead and he actually survived. But, um, yeah. So he's going to be basically doing some stuff on the background. Like, you know, like secret spy shit, and he's going to be taking against the uh, the group that's have uh, has taken over Gotham, the, magist- the magistrates. Yeah, um, I also read that like uh, 
Jason Todd's going to be a, like a hunter, like a mask hunter for them, basically catching any yeah. villain or hero that they put in front of him to like go get. And he brings them yep. in alive. Um, like Cassie, at, uh, Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown are going to be the Batgirls. Um, mm-hmm. Catwoman is going to be, she's, uh, she will, she's Catwoman. And she's going to have she's a new, ma- new magnet suit. And she's going to be trying to steal a bullet train that has a bunch of orphans yep. that are being captured by the magistrates. Uh, Su- yep. Superman. There's Robin. Yeah. Uh, oh, so there's Robin, Tim Drake. Uh, he's joining the ultimate heist of 20,000 feet as Robin and spoiler hijacked the Sky Convoy that could mean the end of freedom in Gotham forever. If the emotional baggage between Tim and Stephanie doesn't do them in first. It's the first, it's a fist flying, skydiving, robot smashing, fa- fastest punching adventure you can't miss. Uh, yeah. Apparently they're transporting Lazarus resin. The magistrate wants to use his regenerative drug to make its forces immortal. Okay. What if the magistrate is run by Damien? Yeah, that could be where Damien is. Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be him. Especially take over his father's city, no less. Uh, Kara Zor-El, Supergirl, Superwoman at this point. Uh, Superman's hot-tempered cousin has finally found peace and purpose away from the Earth. Now not only Superwoman, she watches over the moon and refugees from across the galaxy who have congregated there. But all of that is about to change when a spaceship piloted by a runaway alien crash lands and turns Kara's world upside down. Does this fugitive come in peace, or does this arrival bring war to our hero's door? I kind of dig the costume. It feels a little like What's-Her-Face's first costume, Power Girls. Yeah. This Power Girl kind of had a weird kind of, I don't know, like jumpsuity yeah, suit. Almost like Samus but, suit. But like, yeah, but this looks a lot better yeah. uh, than that. At least the artist, I guess, is doing a much better job of it. Um, let's see, yeah, the Justice League book... Uh, which apparently also has a backup story for Justice League Dark. Yeah. With Zatanna and Detective Chimp now possessed by Etrigan. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Um, to battle the power-mad Crow King. So apparently the Crow King is still there. Or, oh, I guess I'm thinking of the Robin King. That's yeah. not maybe the same different thing. And Dr. Fate. Let's see. Anything else? Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern Corps. John Stewart and elite team of Green Lanterns are trapped behind enemy lines. Fighting for lives with a central power battery goes dark. And leaves the entire entire corp powerless. Meanwhile, across the cosmos, Green Lantern Jessica Cruz finds herself powerless and forced to battle the invading Yellow Lanterns of the Sinestro Corps. And Guy Gardner, trapped on a distant world, decides to reopen a bar. So that was that's what happens there. So uh, uh, mm-hmm. Superman is War of the Worlds number one. That is basically yes. Superman playing Planet Hulk, isn't not? Uh, that. Yeah, or Superman um, of Mars. You know, like John Carter of Mars. He goes there. Oh, man. Did anyone see that movie? No. No one saw that movie, which is why Army Henry doesn't get put as a lead in movies anymore. Mm. Because all of his movies have failed for Disney. That and also uh, The Lone Ranger. Oh, my God. I can't believe There was a time he was supposed to be the next Superman. And that went away because they were like, nobody wants to see you. You can't take a movie. He he seemed like he was going to be the next uh, Brennan Frazier to me. Yes, but Brendan Fraser had hit movies under his belt yes, before he, he became, you know, current Brendan Fraser after he broke his back and had a terrible divorce. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he got fat Brendan Fraser because, you know, he got physically injured and then his wife took everything. Yeah. And now he's on Doom Patrol, which is kind of uh, leading back to an upswing. So, yeah, we'll see. Like a Hayana Sons. Mm-hmm. No joke. For like, in like fifteen minutes, my me and my brother wrote a better version of the Mummy Three. That wouldn't be hard. Yeah, feels like it wouldn't be hard. But the better question is, 
could you write a better version of The Mummy 4 starring Tom Cruise, which no one saw? No, because that wasn't a Mummy movie. I mean, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be. It was, I think, that, again... It was supposed to launch a whole yeah, line of movies. I was just going to say that. It was supposed to launch the uh, MonsterVerse, right? Yes, the, the Universal Dark Universe, I guess, or MonsterVerse. Yeah. yeah. It did not. Tom Cruise could not pull that off. Because it was a um, weird movie. Yeah. Let's see. There was one or two other books, which was uh, Nightwing. Nightwing's apparently still around. Um, Batman is gone. Nightwing is taking on the mission of keeping Gotham safe from the magistrate. Uh, and he finds the safest place for him to hide now is Arkham Asylum. So that's where Nightwing hides out. Um, but yeah, the Superman book. He's fighting Mongols, death pits, and trying to take over stuff uh, on this off world. Uh, Wonder Woman is there. Wonder Woman is still Wonder Woman. Diana Prince. So she's still doing stuff. She's like super in the future. Yeah. Well, yeah, is it? Yeah. Long past Age of Heroes survives. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Then a threat appears that even Mighty Darkseed can't handle. So Diana has to handle that. Shazam is still around. Uh, and he's still fighting, although no one's seen him for years. So he shows up. Billy had to make a sacrifice to imprison an ultimate evil even he couldn't destroy. Uh, Batman Superman. I guess this is the start of the book. Back in the early days of the Magistrate. So, yeah. Batman and Superman fighting it early on. Apparently there's a Superman versus Lex Luthor book. Uh, Lex Luthor's Utopia. And he's ready to join the United Planets and promote peace among worlds. However, Luthor has never done anything good. Sounds like a job for Superman and his wife Lois Lane. The Earth represented it of the United Planets to shut down Lex once and for all. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Let's see. Legion I don't know why Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't know. Suicide Squad looks super weird because everybody in Suicide Squad looks like they are the Justice League. Uh, there's like a Batman and a Wonder Woman and a Superman and an Aquaman and Martian Manhunter. But they all look crazy and twisted. Yeah, I, I don't get that either, but I... But multi universe, but the uh, ultimate universe kind of explains that probably. Like I guarantee that's probably it's probably they're like she probably figured out a way to like capture an Injustice League version and just use those as their yeah her team. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and the only other thing I would say is Teen Titans. It shows I guess uh, I don't know some crazy thing that happens, and then they all had, meet back up. Yeah, they had it, but then Red X, a former student. Arrives for help because basically they some they start a school for Titans. So basically, they, it's kind of like the Young Avengers school, uh, and then they have a youngling being killed moment where all the younglings gotcha. were killed, and then they like team up again to like figure out stuff. And then Red X apparently is a student, which is great because if you watch the TV show Teen Titans, Red X was a character, and he was one of my favorite characters. And this is I want to say. This is the first time this per- character has ever appeared on DC Comics. And this is the third time animated cartoon... This is like the third time Teen Titans has given us a sh- character that wasn't originally in comics. Because Mass and Menos... Who are the other two? Uh, I think Mass and Menos was one. I don't know that guy. My, the, those are the twins that only spoke Spanish and could speak, speak, go super fast if they were touching. Ah, uh, okay. Mass and Menos, Cinco Venos! Um, and a, I don't remember that one. I do, and I don't remember the other one. It was another character that ended up actually... Was it that Bumblebee girl? I think it might have been the Bumblebee girl. I don't think she was a character. I feel like it. I don't think she was either. I don't think she that was. was the one I, I don't remember her. Yeah. I'm just looking it up to see if I can find it. Yeah, Karen Beecher, also known as Bumblebee, uh, is a fictional character existing in DC Comics. She existed. Oh, no. No, she popped up before that. No, I'm wrong. Oh, December 1976. So she did exist before. 
but I do think you're right. There was probably somebody else, and I just don't know who it was. It's driving me insane. Although I did see that What's-Its-Face is going to be a character pretty soon in an upcoming Batman book, uh, The Phantasm. No, I mean, I think she was in comics before, too. She's... You, you could be right. That feels like she was in comics as well. She, no, but no, I mean, like, she wasn't... No, well, I mean, you're right. She wasn't in a movie. She was... She first... But no, I think you're right. I think she did pop up in a comic she, since yeah, then yeah, already. previously. But, like, she was originally a movie character who became a yeah. comic book character. This one's running long, no? I mean, we're going a little long. Yeah. It's about an hour and 16. Yeah. I mean, we've... we've We've talked about our last topic, honestly. Yeah. We can uh, we can wrap it up. Yeah. You know, if this isn't riveting for anyone out there. <laughs> no, I just I just keep talking because I can talk about this for fucking ever. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. To talk about comics, um, but yeah, I you're right. I think the Phantasm has popped up again. I just don't remember where. Yeah. Um, and if they have, they haven't clearly used the character that much. No. So, uh, I guess we'll see. Um, it's going to be in the yeah. Batman's Catwoman comic Batman Beyond apparently they popped up okay well that was uh, another cartoon sorry wait uh, 2000 wait no wait 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 this actually no uh, Batman Catwoman will be the Phantasm's first appearance in the main DC Comics universe oh. in 2020 so they have never actually appeared in the comic books yet and that character was created back in 1993 wow so it has been 30 years? 33? Uh, almost? 1993? Yeah, almost. 2003? Almost 30 years. years. It's been, yeah, it's been almost, almost 30, 30 years. years since that character was created. Mask and of the they've Fantastic. Never appeared. Yeah, and you know, it was a good movie, but they've never actually appeared in any DC comic books until now. So, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, there you go. DC doing things that make us go, huh. Oh. Exactly. Um, I still hope that Microsoft is going to buy WB Games just so I can watch Sony Ponies cry. But uh, that's just me. I'm bitter and spiteful like that. And uh, that's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> uh, I will say then to wrap up, um, obviously if you want to know more about things that we have on this channel and more podcasts that we have on the Rapture Press Network, you should listen here. Thanks for listening to Totally Original Geek News Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to Rapture Press on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And feel free to check out the rest of our great shows, like Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, Jeff Goldblum, A Complete Works Podcast, Reclaim the Planet, and Kickstart My, a crowdfunding podcast, all at rapturepress.com. Okay, and now you know, and more importantly, you should go and find our current podcast, Kickstart My, a crowdfunding podcast. That is the full name. Kickstart My, a crowdfunding podcast. Just released its second episode. And it is covering True Cults, which is an Indiegogo, I'm sorry, a Kickstarter comic book um, from two creators, which has already hit its goal, and it's quite excellent. So you should go listen to our interview with uh, Scott Brian Wilson. I believe I have his name right, and I'm going to cry if I don't, but I'm pretty sure I do. Sam's not typing, so I can't be certain. And now my brain is frightened, but I got one. And co-creator, Liana Kangas, um, right now they're on Kickstarter. They have 14 days to go as of this recording. 13 days, actually, because we're about to hit midnight. And um, I don't know. It just sounds like a cool book. You might want to be interested in it. Uh, it's a heavy metal fast food crime comic, and the interview is up. 
on Kickstart My, a crowdfunding podcast. Everywhere podcasts are found now. Shame, okay. Shameless plug. I mean, we're going to do it. It's ours. We've got to plug it. Um, but yeah. So I'm Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. And we enjoy talking to you all the time. So we'll talk to you again soon. One.